This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And in a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty to talk real estate and how you can best navigate the lower mainland market. It's a seller's market out there. But John has some great advice, whether you are a seller or a buyer. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines. Tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday, and sports fans are already placing their bets for what odds makers are thinking could be a very close nail-biting game. Kansas City Chiefs hoping for a repeat, but they'll have to get past Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers first. And according to the BC Lottery Corp, they're expecting British Columbians to put down about 30,000 bets worth nearly 700 grand. And it's not just the score that people are betting on. There are a few novelty wagers as well, such as the big one this year, the National Anthem. It's being sung by Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Kind of an odd pairing. It's a country guy and an R&B singer. And people are wondering... What's this going to mean for the length of the anthem? The over-under is just about two minutes. So people are thinking, could it be a really long anthem or could it be a really short one? We'll just have to wait and see. ICBC announced this week they'll be giving out one-time rebate checks, averaging about 190 bucks to people who had car insurance last year. Premier John Horgan says ICBC has about $600 million in the bank in savings because of the way the pandemic has meant fewer crashes and fewer payouts. The size of the rebate will be based on how much you paid for your auto coverage during the period between April and September of last year. Meantime, if you want to schedule a driving test in the Lower Mainland, you're probably going to have to wait several months to get on the road. It's mainly because of the pandemic. People just want to stay off transit and be in the privacy of their own car. ICBC also says there's a big backlog due to the five months that road testing centers were closed last year. But 80 more staff have been hired on and 10 new centers have been opened since then. ICBC has also requested that healthcare and other essential workers can move to the front of the line for exams. And some Vancouverites are thinking of skipping Skip the Dishes after the food delivery company implemented a new 99-cent B.C. fee. And it's not because we're lousy tippers here in B.C. It's because late in December, the B.C. government implemented a temporary cap on fees charged by restaurants It's because late in December, the B.C. government implemented a temporary cap on fees charged to restaurants by food uh, companies like uh, Skip the Dishes and Uber Eats. And if you look at the numbers, restaurants have to cough up a lot of their profits to these delivery companies in fees. But Skip the Dishes has found a workaround by charging the customers instead of the restaurants this 99-cent B.C. fee. Customers are not happy about it. They've taken to social media. Many are calling to boycott Skip the Dishes, while the president of the BC Restaurant and Food Services Association says the delivery company just doesn't understand how tough restaurants have it during this pandemic, and they say they're being tone deaf 
on this one. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And coming up, we're going to talk real estate in these early days of 2021, guiding us through these opportunities and pitfalls out there in the world of real estate. Uh, will be John Carlson of 2% Realty, johnnysmartpoint.com, and he joins us next. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and as my next guest will tell you, the real estate market is a market of supply and demand. And here in the Lower Mainland, there's plenty of demand right now. Supply, not so much. And that's why you need an expert. And our expert is here. John Carlson is johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, he works with 2% Realty. And you can reach him at johnnysmartpoint.com. And John is with us now to talk real estate. Good afternoon, John. Hey, Martin. Great to be back. Thank you. You're very, very, uh, you're very welcome. And it's always great to have you. And this market is uh, is pretty interesting. And is it too simple just to say, oh, it's a seller's market right now? Well, that caps encapsulates, encapsulates most segments of the market, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, as most people are aware, and you just mentioned it, supply and demand business uh, demand is very, very high. And as I've said uh, on this program a few times, inventory is really lacking in some segments. Uh, so to put it simply, yeah, it is a seller's market. And, you know, I think it's important to understand the fundamentals, whether you're buying or selling uh, and, and kind of understand where is the leverage at. Um, and so the most simple way to to describe that is to say, is it a buyer's market or a seller's market? And we're definitely in a seller's market, when I uh, when I meet people who uh, call me uh, or send me emails saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about selling my house. Would you come and talk to me about it?" I get into a lot more detail about uh, the specifics of their market and uh, you know and, and and what they might want to think about in terms of a strategy. But if you think about it this way, sellers have all the leverage right now. Um, there are not many comparable listings for many segments of the market, uh, you know, East Vancouver, Fairview, these things are, there's hardly any listings out there and there's huge demand. Um, So you need to understand again, where is that leverage situation? Uh, A seller is likely in this kind of market, not going to entertain any offer that doesn't make them jump for joy. And and why should they? Because uh, if, if, you know, offer A or B doesn't go together, uh, offer C, D and E are likely coming soon. and, And let's face it, you know, prices seem to be pointing upward with with this sort of scenario. So uh, I would say on a buyer's point of view, um, and we're going to talk a little bit, I think, today about competing offers. uh, But from a buyer's point of view, I think buyers, it's important for them to recognize that they don't hold the leverage right now. And the longer they wait, uh, the risk of prices going up are there. So it's a bit of a balancing act. Uh, Sellers, you know, want to maximize the sale price. And that's uh, understandable. Oftentimes, they'll need to buy again, and they need every penny they can get from a sale for their purchase. But also, you know, the buyers want to uh, maybe not necessarily steal or get a, a screaming deal on a property, but they want to land the property that suits them, meets their needs. You know, oftentimes before prices push up, the next listing even higher. So, um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. But the quick answer, finally, here coming is definitely seller's market. Yeah, definitely seller's market. Well, we are going to talk in the next few minutes about some interesting strategies you strategies you have for dealing with this kind of market. I mean, uh, multiple offers. I mean, what can be more scary uh, for a buyer? But there are ways you can um, you can maximize 
maximize your buying power. And we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about if you're selling your your uh, property, how you can take advantage of multiple offers. But first, here on uh, Vancouver Consumer with John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com, I want to talk about the mechanics of somebody who calls you uh, and says, I, especially if they want to sell a home, because that's what you are looking for. People who are trying to sell homes and, and it's never been a better time, say you're retiring and uh, now is the time to sell your home. If someone calls you or goes to your website, johnnysmartpoint.com and says, I want to sell your home. What can you tell them about the mechanics of selling a home when it comes to commissions? Because you offer a uh, 2% commission structure, which is lower than other people. You're uh, a top selling agent in the lower mainland. You have years and years of experience. You've sold more than a thousand properties. And uh, what do you tell people about the commission structure and why is your structure helpful and what p- should people look for? Well, that's a great question. Uh, and thank you. First thing I should say is that there are no set commission rates. Um, having said that, the by far the most prevalent commission structure out there that you'll see as a seller is uh, 7% of the first $100,000 and 2.5% of the balance of the property. So that's generally what um, you will be quoted. But, you know, there are, other, there are other options out there. One thing that, you know, that I'm very happy about is that uh, compared to most agents out there, not only do I get the job done for my clients and um, make sure they're happy, but I put a little bit extra money in their pocket when it all, you know, shakes out because the commission structure I charge is depending on the segment and the price range is, you know, I've had clients uh, save uh, 30, 40% commissions compared to other, you know, agents, what they've quoted. Um, and and I'm, I'd never suggest that the number one factor you want to consider when you choose an agent, um, you know, is commission because, you know, it, just like any other industry, um, you know, there's a wide range of experience levels between various agents. Uh, there's a wide range of skill levels, I would suggest, um, you know, between various agents. And, uh, you know, the commission uh, is is also important, but I wouldn't say it's the number one thing. And, and again, people have asked me, hey, John, uh, what is this smart point, you know, thing? What, what does smart point mean? And really um, what it means is, I offer people a very smart place to start when it comes to selling your home, uh, because as you mentioned, uh, you know I've I've got a lot of experience and a very good track record, uh, and I know how to properly represent sellers, especially. And we'll talk about this in this kind of market where you know you might be in a multiple offer situation, and you know experience really helps. But on the other side of things, people say, "Yeah, John, you know I expect an agent who." who has the skill set to get the job done and, and take care of the business the way it needs to be done and maximize my, my selling experience and the, and the proceeds that I get from the sale. But gee, do I, do I really have to spend these commissions? I mean, I, I talked to my, my neighbor and he spent, you know, X number of thousands of dollars to sell. And, you know, the property was on the market for a week, you know, the sold sign went up and, you know, they got eight offers and boy, it must've been real easy. Well, you know, it's not necessarily easy. In fact, it's not selling real estate is not easy. You, you need an agent who has the skill set and, and the ability to get the job done properly. But again, that smart point is, you know, maybe you don't really want to spend more commission money than you have to. Uh, and, and that's where I think I'm a, I'm a good choice to at least talk to about the process, because, you know, many times I've sold clients tens of thousands of dollars on a sale compared to other quotes they had. And, you know, that's the smart point. 
Yeah, and I, I guess uh, in this market, um, it's 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 not easy, like you just said. It's not easy to sell a home, but people can expect if they're selling a home, it will likely sell quickly, and they wonder when when these prices are astronomical for the properties. You know, where does this money go? And uh, I guess you just explained that pretty well. Uh, and johnnysmartpoint.com is your web. Was it hard to get that website, johnnysmartpoint.com? No, I don't think anybody else wanted it. But, uh, <laughs> it wasn't hard, but keep that in mind, uh, listeners out there, if you're thinking of selling the home, uh, selling your property, because I'd love to talk to you. Maybe there was some archery champion named Johnny who wanted it. Johnny. Well, Smart. you know, I... I was going to go with my name, but there's uh, an NHL player with the same name. There was an NFL football player. There was some politician down in the states, and I think I uh, I fell to like fourth place priority in that in that uh, in the johncarlson.com uh, website domain. No, I think you're smart, johnnysmartpoint.com, and that's the website you can go to. And you know, John, uh, we're talking to John Carlson. Uh, we got an e- an email from one of your clients who uh, is a listener of Vancouver Consumer, and he seemed pretty happy. Uh, uh, his name is Alan from Vancouver. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And, and he, uh, we, we talked earlier, he didn't want to be mentioned, uh, his last name, but he wanted people to know how happy he was uh, with the service he got from you. Would you mind if I read his letter? On the yeah, run? let's hear it. Love to hear it. Okay. So this is from, uh, this is, uh, from Alan. And uh, this is a letter we received. About a month ago, I had reason to sell a condominium. I wasn't too happy about paying a big sales fee. Sale by owner was beyond me. I had heard that in the United States, there were agents that only charged 2%. A computer check showed an agent in Vancouver that charged 2%. My immediate thought was that if the commission is only 2%, what's the catch? probably the service you get is less than you get from an agent charging more, which is to be expected. After mulling over for a few days, I decided to take a chance with Mr. John Carlson that charged 2%. So that was uh, johnnysmartpoint.com. The service he provided was excellent. No shortcuts, as I had expected. The whole journey with his appointment as sales agent to the final sale was stress-free. I highly recommend him. You won't be disappointed. Alan, Vancouver, BC. What do you think of that? Wow, hey, that's wonderful. I hope Alan's listening. And uh, I want to say, Alan, thank you for for choosing me. Um, You know, I... It's just great to, you know, to be validated in that way. And of course, uh, this was a relatively recent recent sale, a nice condo in Vancouver. And again, the condo market in Vancouver is also on the upswing. So uh, people out there who want to talk to me about that, certainly give me a call. Um, but, you know, to everybody, Alan, uh, great man, um, got to know him through this process and met him several occasions. We we had uh, offers come in. Uh, we had one accepted. It falls apart over financing approval. We go through the whole process again. Uh, you know, multiple offer situation, and you know, I helped Alan negotiate that process and navigate it so that you know he could be happy with the result. And uh, you know, it's nice to hear. I want to say thank you, Alan. I'd love to. Uh, you know, I've had many, uh, many uh, dozens, I guess, of um, people called in or. or do testimonials on this program. I always appreciate it. And I let listeners know that I'd like to repeat that process with anything else to anyone else with anyone else who might be interested. 
It's Vancouver Consumer. We're talking to John Carlson from johnnysmartpoint.com. johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. You can get a hold of him. And, uh, you know, I, I have a few friends who are realtors, and I see them on Instagram, and uh, they are looking for product because, as you say, uh, real estate is a supply and demand business. And uh, right now the demand is, you know, unusually high. The supply is very low. So um, a lot of people who own a piece of property and they, they've been thinking of maybe downsizing, maybe they're retiring or moving, uh, and maybe they were going to do it in the next two years or something, uh, it might be a good time to kind of rush that, pro- not rush it, that might not be the best word, but to maybe push that process uh, to the fore a little bit, maybe sell a little sooner than you had expected. Would you say that's true? Well, it might be, um, but regardless, it's never too early to at least look at your options. And uh, oftentimes I get people call me who say, you know, hey, I might not be selling today. Uh, You know, this might be a little bit down the road, but I wanted to meet you. I wanted to, you know, get a feel for how you operate and, and maybe get a little bit of information from you about the current market. So those are calls that I definitely welcome. Uh, you know, different people are at different stages of the process. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are thinking that now, hey, maybe I should move my retirement plan up a little bit. Or, you know, people are starting to see what the sales in their neighborhood are, and they're doing a little bit of math saying, hey, you know, if I sell for that, and I want to say go up to Kelowna or uh, Vancouver Island or, you know, up, up somewhere in the interior or lower price markets. And by the way, these markets are actually uh, getting busier as well. You know, these are options that people have in the back of their mind. And sometimes talking to a professional about how to take care of step one, which is selling, uh, you know, to your maximum price and satisfaction of the current home, you know, that's a good place to start. So, you know, a good agent is definitely your friend when it comes to giving advice on those sorts of topics. And I'm available for that. Go to johnnysmartpoint.com or 604-612-0080. John Carlson is our guest on Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what goes on in a seller's market when you're selling your home or buying a property in a hot market like this. Things like multiple offers. Uh, And uh, John is going to tell us how you can take advantage of multiple offers, both as a seller, but even as a buyer. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And with me now is John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com, 604-612-0080, one of the top selling agents in the lower mainland. And uh, we're talking about this market, which is um, very unique in the sense that uh, it's a supply and demand issue, lots of demand, not much supply. Um, And John, when that happens, like... Uh, it, it sort of makes it easier and di- more difficult at the same time for a realtor like yourself. Absolutely. Every, uh, you know, market has its challenges. And, you know, for uh, people who are buying and selling and coordinating the two, you know, it's a good news, bad news market. Good news is you're going to sell quickly, most likely. You're going to get more money than you probably would have at any other time in uh, the real estate market. Um, but when it comes time to coordinating that with a purchase of your new place and you know, not living on the street or a rental for a month and not packing twice and moving twice and making a smooth transition. That's that's the issue. Now, you know, I don't want to necessarily overstate this because part of the issue really is a seasonal thing. Um, 
this year is a little unusual in that the real estate market is pretty much since January 2nd, I think, ready to go. Uh, it, it went right through Christmas, uh, might have slowed down a little bit during the holidays, but, you know, we're right back at it. There have been other markets, you know, in, uh, that I recall over the years where, you know, not much happened in January and February. And then, you know, March, things start to bloom a little bit and people get their houses ready. So it's early in the year. Interest rates are low. People are looking for properties, especially, you know, when they think that if they delay, it might cost them. But on the other hand of the equation, you know, I know several people right now who are saying, you know, John, I'm going to get my house ready. You know, the yard doesn't look its best. I'm going to have to do some painting and I'm waiting for the weather to get better, maybe. And, uh, you know, it's a bit early for me. I'll probably have my house on the market, you know, late February, early March. And so I do anticipate that, you know, the inventory will bloom like it does every year. But again, right now, uh, you know, some people have suggested, and I can't say this is true or not, but this could be a high point. Now, the market could continue to go up, but if inventory starts to balance out and buyers have more choice, that generally, you know, starts to put a lid on the prices that they're prepared to offer. So, um, again, the year will evolve. It'll, it'll come around. But if you look at the big picture, again, low interest rates, high demand. Uh, and the supply, even if it does double or triple, it's probably going to get gobbled up relatively quickly given, you know, how many buyers are out there looking for property. So, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that we monitor day by day, week by week. But right now, like a lot of agents, I'm looking for good listing inventory, people who want to sell their home and want to maximize and take as much money home as they can. And let's talk about multiple offers because it seems like it, it starts to get a little complicated and that's when you need... Uh, a really good realtor on your side, somebody with experience who knows what they're doing. Um, multiple offers uh, for both buyers and sellers. I mean, what are some of the some of the ways that you, John Carlson, uh, would deal with multiple offers, both as a buyer and as a seller? Well, in any transaction, really, what you're what you're doing, you know, in my opinion, to put it simply, is you're dealing with conflict resolution. And that doesn't mean it's a process that is plagued by conflict. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that there are competing interests between a buyer and a seller. Uh, you know, most of the time, both parties want things to go smoothly and they want them to go well. But a seller wants to maximize a price, for instance, and a buyer wants to minimize that price. And that's really, you know, where the conflict is. Uh, and resolving that conflict to the satisfaction of your client, whether it's a buyer or seller, you know, kind of depends on your, you know, your skill set, uh, your abilities and your understanding of of the marketplace that you're operating in. So, um, you know, it, it's a different tactic uh, or different, different uh, tact, I would say, if you're uh, selling compared to buying. But basically, you know, there are rules about how multiple offers can and should be presented. And there are different strategies. And, and this is what I talk to uh, my clients, my clients about. But if if you want to say talk about like right now uh, like a lot of agents i've got clients who want to buy properties and we're writing offers and uh, you know we're getting the word you know hey john uh, thanks for your offer you're up against five others and uh, i'll call you back at seven o'clock that kind of thing so um you know from a buyer's point of view i think what buyers want is they want to get the property of course you know they'd like to get a good price and all those things are important but from a buyer's perspective, here's what I think is a win. If you can win a multiple offer situation without being the highest price on the contract, 
you know, that is a real win and, and that is possible. I, I think that it's a misconception out there with to some people that in a multiple offer situation, a seller, you know, must or will uh, deal with the highest offer that is submitted. And uh, oftentimes, you know, that can be the case. But, you know, I've heard this said, and I believe it's true. Uh, in a multiple offer situation, a seller, you know, does not more important, I should say, than price or dates or even conditions on the offer is how does that seller perceive the buyer? Because I've heard this said, and I believe it's true, that sellers don't deal with the highest offer. They deal with the offer from the people that they like the most. And, you know, of course, they generally like buyers more if they offer more money. That's undeniable. <laughs> and in you know, better conditions. Makes them like <laughs> so, them. True. But here's where I'm going with that. I think one of the big keys when you're representing a buyer in a multiple offer situation is to humanize that buyer to the seller. Uh, so and what I mean by that is, um, you know, when I submit an offer, I will get and get my, my buyer's permission, of course, often, you know, get a picture of the buyers and their family, present them with a letter, or if I can present the offer in pers person or by, via Zoom meeting, let these sellers know that, you know, maybe for instance, this is a young family with maybe a couple of kids who would very much like to go to the school that's around the corner. And, um, you know, let sellers know that uh, not only are they qualified financially, and, and I'm not talking about picking up the phone and getting a phone pre-qualification, but I'm talking about uh, a signed letter from the, from the bank saying, everything's ready to go. If this house appraises out, my buyers are, are qualified. We've got a deposit check ready to go and all that stuff. All those are important. But also, these are real people. This is a young family that's going to move into your home if you let them, and they're going to treat it with the same love and respect and care, and they're going to raise their families in it the way you as a seller have done. And oftentimes I've had, uh, you know, written offers uh, for buyers in multiple offer situations. And we weren't necessarily the highest offer, but sometimes you get that call back saying, uh, hey, you know, John, your offer wasn't the highest, but my clients really like the sound of your sellers. And if you could just tweak this or tweak that, or maybe tweak the price a little bit, uh, you know, we're gonna deal with you if we can. So just one little tidbit is, remembering that the numbers are very important, um, showing an offer, uh, bringing an offer that shows the preparedness and seriousness of your buyer is very important. But this is also an emotional business and uh, people, including myself, you know, being in my house a long time, I want to know who wants to buy my house and all things, you know, being equal. I want the right people that my neighbors are going to appreciate, young families, uh, you know, these sorts of things. So you want to humanize those buyers in the eyes of the seller and you want to prepare your offer in such a way that those sellers will feel good dealing with you regardless of your price. Now, again, like I said, price is still important. Uh, they'll like you a lot more if you offer more money. But um, in this kind of market, you need to have all kinds of tools, not just throwing the most money at an offer. So again, this is just a, an introductory. It's a little bit of a teaser of you know, how to deal with a multiple offer situation. And I, I do talk to people in person with a lot more detail when it comes to it. But, you know, that's one tip. Uh, those those personal letters and photos, they do matter. Mm -hmm. 
That's why they call him Johnny Smart Point at johnnysmartpoint.com, John Carlson. And that is that is really interesting. Um, and also, uh, besides that, you know, getting your financing, that's that's a no-brainer. You just want to make sure all your all your paperwork is in order and and you can and and you talked last time we talked about how if if you don't need to be in that house uh, right away, maybe you're renting, you can offer to to wait a few extra months, and that's a valuable thing to the to the seller too. Absolutely, and I think that goes to the um, the first part of writing any offer, especially a multiple offer, and, and that's preparedness. So before I, uh, you know, write an offer on behalf of buyers to a seller, I call that other agent, and you know, I I ask a lot of questions. You know, hey Tom, hey Sally, you know, this listing on uh, you know one twenty third Avenue. You know, what dates do your sellers want? Can you tell me about their situation? Can, you know, have they bought already? Um, do they need time to find something? How important would it be if I could give you dates that were very flexible? Um, and, you know, that's a big thing right now because some people are finding, again, you got to sell before you buy. But if you sell today and you've only got two months to look, boy, that puts you under the gun. So if a buyer is in a rental situation or living with family, Yes, right. You know, the dates that the seller wants and then sometimes even offer, hey, seller, if you want to give us 30 days notice, you know, up to 30 days prior to completion, we'll let you extend it another month if you want. Um, Another interesting strategy is, and I've I've seen this with, and this is a super hot segment, maybe we'll talk about this next show, the the properties of detached homes where a builder might come and demolish a house or, um, you know, rezone it and and, and have a a small uh, development type property. Another good thing you can do as a as a seller uh, is to say or, or a buyer is to let the seller rent the property back. Hey, we're going to give you this price. You know, maybe it's not quite as high as the other one, but you know what? You can rent this property back for a relatively reasonable fee uh, for up to six months. We'll let you stay there. Um, so again, lots of little things to consider. Um, you know, what's that old saying? You can, you make a deal better with honey than you do with vinegar. <laughs> so uh, the money's important, but the sweeter you can make the overall proposal and money's part of it, but by all means, it's not the whole part of it. Uh, the sweeter you can make it, the less stressful you can make it, depending on the situation of the seller, you know, your chances go, go way up. And so I'm going to suggest again to the listeners, whether you're selling a property in this market, uh, whether you're buying, whether you're buying and selling, Having an agent with an understanding of the market, uh, experience, and the tools that will help you either maximize the situation price-wise as a seller or maximize it price and terms-wise as a buyer, an agent who can bring that to the table right now, that's really invaluable. And, And again, the smart point is that not only do I bring that to sellers and buyers, but I also, for sellers, I'll save them some good money in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they call them johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, in, the, in the little time we have left, I guess if you're selling and uh, you can expect multiple offers. So I guess uh, there's a, a lot of strategy there. Is it a simple strategy for selling in a multiple offer situation? Well, it, it can be simple, um, but you start, uh, you know, in the wide spectrum and you narrow it down. So, you, you again, you do your preparation, you look at everything and you narrow it down to what your key strengths are. And, uh, you know, you, pro- you propose whether you're selling. If you're selling, you lead with your strengths. If you're buying, same things. Understand what your who your competition is. Understand what you might be up against. Understand what you offer that other, people's might not, other people might not be offering. And 
make sure that you lead with those strengths so that the other party uh, gets has confidence in you and has a reason to look at your offer compared to others. Um, so again, start with the big picture, narrow it down and come up with a strategy and, and uh, you know, do your best. And that's where you come in. John Carlson, uh, johnnysmartpoint.com is the web- website, johnnysmartpoint.com, 604-612-0080. And John uh, will give you the straight goods. He's one of the top selling agents in the lower mainland, uh, sold more than a thousand properties in the lower mainland, bought and sold. And, um, He's our guest. So thank you so much, John. We will talk to you soon and uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend and enjoy the big game tomorrow. And we'll talk to yeah, you soon. Yeah, you too. See you in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much. John Carlson, uh, johnnysmartpoint.com. This is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, we're going to ask Andrew. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Time now for Ask Andrew. That's where we ask Andrew Ferreira, our executive producer of Vancouver Consumer. Uh, what's going on? Because he's got his fingers on the pulse of the city. And uh, I noticed uh, Granville and Broadway, some big changes going on. And uh, I was wondering what was going on in that area where Chapters is. And uh, apparently it's the beginning of the subway line. That's kind of exciting. That's big news. Yeah. So you've noticed this. I've noticed this when I was, you know, last time I, I drove past uh, where the Great Northern Way station, the first uh, line, the first station on that extension uh, of the Millennium Line will be. And they've already started to set up the staging there. So, you know, as you know, we move into this year, ground is going to start to be broken um, for, for the stations on the on the Broadway extension of the SkyTrain. So that's something exciting and that's something to look forward to. Uh, the traffic snarls, probably not as much something that I'm going to look forward to. Yeah, I lived very close to the Canada line on uh, Camby and King Ed and when they were doing yeah. it. And it felt like it was there for five years. It, it wasn't. It, it was a couple of years. It was, it was a couple of years. I remember because I actually grew up, a lot of my formative childhood memories uh, and that ages me a little bit, I suppose, um, were because I used to live directly on Camby Street, uh, Camby mm. and 39th, oh, right wow. near the liquor store there. Yeah. Um, but I remember as a kid, I had a birthday party where on my side of the street, they had just set up uh, the, the, you know, the piles of dirt and sand to fill the trench in. Uh, and so me and my friends had Nerf guns and we just played in the sand dunes on cool. the street. And it was that was that was the best. Cool. Life yeah. is a lot more complicated now. You never forget something like that. No. Um, and on you know, kind of in a similar vein, uh, with big redevelopment, um, the bay has been under fire. The pandemic has taken its toll on it. The the kind of department stores as a whole have kind of taken a big hit. Uh, the Hudson's Bay at Oak Ridge Center is shuttering on March twenty fourth. Um, this isn't nefarious. This is for the mall's redevelopment. And if you're unaware, Oak Ridge is going to become uh, essentially Vancouver's answer to Metro Town. Yeah. Um, there will be, a, you know, a dozen or more towers on the site, which currently just has the one office tower and the one apartment tower with uh, medical buildings. Um, they're, gonna, they're in the process of tearing it down right now. The Safeway has been closed for a number of months now at Oak Ridge. Um, but on March 24th, that'll be the last day for uh, the Hudson's Bay store as it is right now. Uh, so if you're like me and have strange but vivid memories of the Bay as a child, especially mm-hmm. that one, uh, 
might want to stop on by and uh, pay your respects before uh, they they uh, they knock it down brick by brick and replace it with shiny gleaming towers, which you know, on the whole, I'm thankful for Vancouver. We're not lucky enough, uh, like other cities, to have you know a lot of space to grow. Uh, we've got to grow up, not out, and yeah. so that necessitates stuff like this. So you know, a lot of stuff is coming down in the city, uh, but it's all you know going to come up again later, bigger, brighter, better. Uh, and hopefully a little bit shinier. And to touch on uh, the Super Bowl betting, mm. I'm going to take the over on the anthem length. Oh, yeah. I'm taking the over. You're taking the over? I'm going to take the over. I think it's going to be over two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, because whenever it's like the halftime show or the anthem, they're going to go long. I know. It's going to go long. It's unavoidable. Well, enjoy the game, and uh, thanks for tuning in to Vancouver Consumer. That's Andrew Ferreira, our executive producer. I'm Martin Strong. Join us next Saturday, 2 to 4, for Vancouver Consumer. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.